It's Philip Gibbons, and I kind of like this spring football thing. In studio with me right now is Tennessee Tech head football coach Dwayne Alexander. This has been certainly a difficult time for everybody, but I like spring football. Well, it's been unique. It certainly has, Philip, and I've missed uh, being into the radio, you know, because it's been since it's been uh, when yeah. we played Austin P back on February 21st was the first time that we the Golden Eagles had played in 455 days oh since gosh. we had played football. So well over a year and, and several months since we had played. So, uh, you know, it's we kind of I miss the fall and the, the, not having football in the fall. It was my right. first fall without football since 1973, either as a player or a coach. You know, that's a long time. And uh, so it is exciting to get our guys back on the on the field and get to play in. And uh, the spring season certainly has been unique, but uh, everybody seems to be enjoying it. And uh, we're excited about it. You know, you're one and one right now. You picked up a big win against Austin P and Jacksonville State. You know, that game, you had an opportunity. You were competing and a couple of plays here and there. You can, you were in that football game. Well, absolutely. We've played two nationally ranked teams right, right out of the gate. You know, Austin P was the defending conference champions and had gone to the quarterfinals of the playoffs in the, the 2019 season. So to win that game was certainly big to get us started off 1-0 and in the conference. Anytime you go to Jacksonville State and play, those guys since 2010, I think, are like 54-7 and at home. <laughs> uh, and you certainly can't go in and turn the football over five times and have the ball inside the 10-yard line the number of times we did and not right. come away with any points. You know, we certainly had opportunities. The good news is our guys are playing very hard. You bet. Uh, they're playing with great enthusiasm, great energy. We just did not play well enough at Jacksonville State to, to win the game. And we've had an open date to kind of heal some injuries up and hopefully uh, uh, clean some things up. We've not had near the practice time we normally get not having a summer, you know, in a true preseason camp because mm-hmm. our preseason camp has been with school and classes going on. So these exactly. guys have got study halls and classes and everything happening uh, and trying to practice football. So we've kind of had a compressed deal trying to get ready for the season. But uh, the open dates come at a very good time for us, and then we finish with five straight games starting this Sunday at home against Murray State at 1.30 in Tucker Stadium. And tell us about the Racers. A very good football Ooh. team, a much improved. Uh, they start off 2-0, and uh, brought in a new coach uh, from uh, this past offseason, uh, Dean Hood. Dean had been the head mm-hmm. coach at Eastern Kentucky for a number Correct. of years and had Correct. was coach of the year there and t- took Eastern Kentucky to the playoffs You know, numerous times. They won the OVC twice while he was there. Uh, he'd been at the University of Kentucky as a special teams coordinator. But the big thing right. I see is where they've improved is they're playing very hard. They're playing with great energy right now. They're playing with confidence. Uh, they're being more physical, playing more physical. They've started off with two impressive wins. Now they beat UT Martin fourteen to thirteen, and wow. they went to Southeast Missouri State, which is never an easy place <laughs> to go go and play. And they won there, um, you know, last uh, Sunday. So they're coming in two and zero and excited. And uh, you know, we've beaten Murray two years in a row, so I know sure. that you know for those guys going to be a motivating factor. So a very good hard nosed football team coming in here Sunday and uh, uh, should be an excellent game. One thirty, Tucker Stadium. Yes. Something else I like about spring football, it puts the focus on FCS football, Coach. Yes, it does. And I will say, Philip, I've had more um, media inquiries, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, post-game, we do kind of a Zoom post-game press conference. Or there's more people, you know, zooming in on those and wanting to, you know, I think uh, know about that. There's sure. more attention on it. There's more people viewing it on ESPN Plus because uh, people love football, you know, and right now we are the game that is playing and all the FBS schools played in the fall. So we're the highest level of football that's currently playing football, you know, right now. The pro season was over with the NFL finishing up with the Super Bowl, uh, mm-hmm. you know, about a month ago. So it's putting a lot of focus on FCS football. And I hope what that does is people look at it and realize, hey, this is great football. It's exciting football. You bet. And it will carry over to the spring. Our first game, uh, or carry over to the fall, but our first game, uh, you know, we had close to 2,000 fans. You know, people showed that's up and great. came out just to, you know, and that was 
after a snowy week, power was out. You know, we had to shovel the field. And Mark Wilson, those guys got out with snow plows and sure. plowed the field three times that week just so we could play. But, you know, I think it's it has piqued a lot of interest, a lot more coverage, a lot more focus on it. The local papers from Nashville, Chattanooga mm-hmm. are covering it mm-hmm. more. And, and that's a good thing for, for FCS football and for our programs. You mentioned the fall. Now, how does this change our fall? Will, will we play a fall yes, season? Yes, yes. It'll be a fall season. So we're playing a spring season. and uh, But, you know, the spring season, for everybody to know, it's not a full 11-game or 12-game schedule. You know, we're only playing seven games this okay. spring. So it's just a conference-only schedule. Everything has been abbreviated. Uh, really, if you have spring practice, you have 30 days of, you know, to mm-hmm. have spring practice, you know, during the spring and do scrimmages and different things. So you're just replacing that with actual games. But we will report back in July, uh, start practice again in August, and then we will play a normal fall season. And we hope it's, when I say normal, let's hope that there's some normalcy <laughs> compared to what all we're having to do right now, you know, just to play. But it is a fall season that uh, that will start, um, you know, we'll start September the 2nd, you know, at Sanford and play Excellent. a traditional fall schedule. The challenges that you faced during the past year, how would you describe the past year? Maybe one word, a few words? Well, it, it's certainly been a challenge. Uh, the the uh, in, in the words I use, and these aren't directed at anybody or group or anything, but uh, I think all of society would say this. There's been very yeah. inconsistent, you know, the mm-hmm. inconsistency of it. Uh, as a football coach, you want to be consistent. You know, mm-hmm. you want to give your guys some consistent guidelines and con- some consistent rules, you know, and here's how we do it, you mm-hmm. know, some standards, mm-hmm. some guidelines, and those standards and guidelines change weekly. You know, I mean, they're sure. they're sure. all over the place, you know, as far as what's allowed and not allowed. And what and isn't allowed. What, yeah. You know, do we have to, t- how much are we testing? You know, what are we doing? You know, but having to, we have guys that started COVID testing back on uh, July the 13th, and they've been testing every week since July, so it's already, we're well into March, and they're still testing, mm-hmm. you know, once a week. So there's some guys that have been tested 25, 30 times, you know, you know, having to manage all of that, you know, making sure, you know, how you sit people on the bus, sure. a seating chart for uh, the bus, a hotel room. we got to travel next week to Eastern Illinois. I mean, trying to work with other, like Illinois, we're having to work with Illinois, the state of Illinois. Of course, because the their group, procedures their, are different. Their, their protocols yep, are yep, different. Yep. Uh, our men and women's, uh, our women's basketball team just experienced that, you know, in Indiana at the Evansville at the OVC tournament. You know, you have to, right. they'll say when you're in Rome, you have to do as the Romans <laughs> do. So when you're in Evansville, Indiana, you got to go by their protocols. And their protocols for things were different yep. than what ours were here, you know. And then you go some places, there's not as many, you know. So it's that part of it uh, as a coach has been very tough, you know, because I want to try to bring some consistency to our players, you know, sure, and try to sure. keep that uh, from, you know, from affecting them as much as you can. But, you know, we've been able to to manage it and do it. I think it's been a, you know, have, you've learned from it. You know, there's certainly been some trial and error because nobody has gone through anything like this and nobody right. certainly has tried to, you know, play sports and manage all the things that goes with it. You know, as you can you travel your team safely? Can you practice safely? Can you, you know, do all the things that you're supposed to do? And because uh, you got guidelines coming from the NCAA, you got them coming from the CDC, you got them the coming OBC. from your OBC, you have them coming <laughs> from the, your state health department, <laughs> yeah. your local health department, and then <laughs> your university. University, that's a lot of people to get on the same page or have some things be consistent, you know. And then that's just for you. We've played other teams, for example. Uh, you know, if you're playing a non-conference team, then you're playing some teams that have different protocols. Their conference has different protocols. They may say, no, we got to have three tests, mm-hmm. you know, during mm-hmm. the week instead of one test, you know. So you have to go by their rules when you play them. Uh, just been a lot of, you know, a lot of those type things. Uh, I certainly have been in, uh, I spend most of my time as a head coach, you know, just trying 
trying to manage all the logistics of the COVID protocols, you know, and to do that. You know, but our players have handled it well. I mean, at the end of the day, like I told them, there's some things that are going to look different. Pre-game meal is going to look different. How sure. we have to space out, sure. how we ride on the bus is going to look different. But when you get to the game and actually get out there and warm up and we blow the whistle and it's time to kick the ball off, it's yeah. going to be the same game that you've played since you were, you know, six years old. Exactly. So that part has been all worth it, you know, to everybody. But it's just getting to the games, getting through all the things it takes to get to the game, you know, because your lineup, for example, we uh, COVID test on uh, Thursdays because it's 72 hours before kickoff. We mm-hmm. get results back on Friday. So that could change. So it? you could, you know, one test could <laughs> knock out, depending on their roommate or who they live with, you know, just get one positive test and you could have, you know, three guys affected by it, you know, then that affects your entire, no, I, you know, your entire lineup, you know, who's rooming with who and everything else. So that it's been a, it's been a challenge, but, you know, at the end of the day, we have been able to pull it off. It's taken a lot of people to, to, to pull it off. And uh, like I said, we're going into our third week of the season and we've mm-hmm. been able to, to play and get started. Uh, basketball was able to play, you know, mm-hmm. games and get to, you know, through a conference tournament. Uh, uh, so it's, you know, it is happening and taking place. It's been some interruptions, but it's continued to some hiccups, pre- some hiccups and, and move forward. But hopefully if we can manage it and get through this spring, uh, that everybody can kind of reboot and reload. And hopefully yeah. when we start over again for the 21-22 year, you know, in July, that things mm-hmm. will be hopefully to a point to where they would at least some of these things be eased up to where we can, you know, move back to a more normal situation. And, uh, so uh, that's for the fans and for yeah. everybody. Well, we certainly hope so. The president was talking last night about in May making it eligible for all 18-year-old and over to be vaccinated. Obviously, that will help. Oh, absolutely it will. I mean, that's, the whole thing is just about the number of yeah, of people that end up in the shots in arms. That's exactly right. That's right. And the people that again that keeps people out of the hospitals. It yeah. keeps people from getting uh, uh, able to manage it. So hopefully that will be the case. You had an opportunity to play some non-conference games in the fall, or did you not? Correct me if I'm we wrong. We did. We had the the OVC did allow. We were one of four conferences out of the. I don't know. There's like. 12 or 14 FCS yes. conferences that were right. one of the four conferences that a conference voted that you could play up to four non-conference games if you chose to in the fall. We did try to schedule a couple. We had some schedule. We had some non-conference games on our schedule for the 21 season, but Minnesota canceled because of sure. the Big Ten at that yeah. time and decided yeah. not to play. We had uh, Sanford uh, decided not to play, so that non-conference game was scheduled. We tried to pick up a couple, yeah, you know, and then as we got into, then FCS decided to not play playoffs, you know, not to have a postseason. And so just looking at all the inconsistencies that we tried to actually pick up a game with a, another FCS opponent like in November, their opportunities of how they, they had some games that were canceled. They had to move sure. their schedule around. So you take all those things and throw it in there. There's finally, again, I was talking about consistent. You know, our players, they were very much in a, they, they really were in a, in a wouldn't say a bad state of mind, but they were a point to where they needed some type of clarity, you know, and Absolutely. some answers because they're every day. Hey, are we playing or not? Are we? <laughs> pra- what are we doing? Are we practicing or not? Are we having a chance? You know, what 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 is happening? So to give some clarity, look, we're not playing this fall. Let's practice. They are going to allow us a, a fall ball practice, so to speak. You know, let's get in the weight room. Let's get in shape. Let's get. A lot of these guys hadn't done anything in five months when we brought them back. You know, mm. in July they had been sent home in, in March for spring practice. This sure. time last year they were sent home and they were home March, April. May, May yeah. June, half of July, they'd not been able to. A lot of the places, their gyms were closed. Uh, yep, yep. They couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't go to their yeah. high school track. Not their you fault. Know? Yeah. Not their fault. You know, <laughs> so we were gave a chance for them to really get consistently in the weight room. We were able to get out on the practice field.
field, you know, and do some things and got our guys, you know, I think that you could see them mentally coming back, you know, mm-hmm. more and more because there's been a big mental piece to this as well, not just the physical, you know, part of it, you know, where their lack of opportunities to train and condition, but the actual, you know, having to do everything online, you know, not having a social interaction, you know, trying exactly. to keep things separated. There's a lot of people that have been quarantined or isolated or contact traced. We've had some players that have been contact traced uh, through different things or uh, due to COVID that have been um, um, isolated or quarantined for over uh, 50, 60 days because they do 14 days and then two weeks later their other roommate would have it. They do have to do another 14 days. That's a long that time. That takes a toll on Absolutely. your emotions. You're... To be in a <laughs> dorm room for 14 straight oh days gosh. and not be able to go outside you know, <laughs> or be in a, your home. Hey, you got to stay there for, you know, 14 days. Yeah. And, you know, we had you know a lot of that. So there's constant, you know, I think we were able to get some consistency in the fall and have some good practices. And it's really helped us when we've come back, you know, this spring. Right. We've had a really right. good, we've been able to handle things well here in January. And, um, you know, so things are through the spring season. So, you know, things are progressing and moving forward. But now yep. it's still a, it's yeah. a, it's yeah. still an up and down, you know, a little bumpy ride, you know, at times. But uh, it is, the good news is it is pressing on and it is moving forward. Yes, so that's, that's been a positive. All right. Coach Alexander, thanks for your time. Thank you. Good luck on Sunday and go Tech. Thank you.